Hello and welcome to episode 8 of The Break. Today we're looking at clippers and if we should start selling off the team bit by bit or if it's going to be worth waiting around and seeing if they can rise past mediocrity. Then we'll look at Fizdale's mid-season firing. Was it really between him versus Gasol and is this just the way the NBA works or is there a little bit more to the story? And finally, the Pacers have found themselves with a 12-9 record and won their last 7 out of 10 games, so how long can they keep it going? My name is Megan Engels, and yes, I am back this week, and I'm joined by Phil Boileau and Justin Rowan. And don't think that I didn't hear you guys talking shit about me last week, and I pretty much stopped listening after that point. Oh, we talked no, mad I mess. I didn't, but... <laughs> we do it well, out of love. We, we do it out of love, and it was also... And hunger and rage that I had to like pay attention and kind of steer the direction of the ship. It, it's a mess, man. Like this is so much better. Uh, for those that don't know, earlier today I got a wisdom tooth pulled and now I'm hopped up on T3, so I get to be high and just kind of enjoy the ride provided by Megan. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm thrilled by that. Uh, that sounded interesting. Yes. All right. Aha. Banter. <laughs> anecdotes. And he was kind of copying the picture he, have in it, he has in his background. He's got LeBron James kind of like with his arms to the side after getting the after getting the smoke in the air, and then, oh, and then yeah, Justin yeah, yeah. just does the same thing without even thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did the I did the powder toss before this podcast. I crushed up T threes. I rubbed it in my hands, tossed it up in the air, and inhaled. That's pretty much. I can tell. It sounds. To, to sure. be honest, I think you're joking, but it, it kind of sounds like <laughs> you might have. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know well, what to think anymore. That's that's the key. You got to keep people guessing. Keep them on their toes, and if you say it with enough conviction, they will buy it. Yeah, and you know what? I think last week I think you were a little sick. This week's feels a little sick. I think you guys were just sick with worry about me and where I was. I'm gonna pretend that. I'm sick, I'm still yeah. a little sick. I think I got a nasal infection or something. I, I was got in a Minnesota and they got me sick. Basically, uh, you guys are a hot mess without me. Uh, American American healthcare let Phil down. But Phil, you didn't come as prepared as me. I I got this sexy clear breathe right nasal strip. And if Breathe Right wants to sponsor the podcast, they can go right ahead. But that's why my voice sounds fantastic today and less congested than Phil. I almost wish I had one of those. Um, I'm drinking this concoction of tea that's like the grossest thing ever, but Ooh. it'll let us go. But, uh, you know what? I, like, I would say, for the record, he's drinking it out of an old tomato sauce jar. No, that's my, uh, that's my water with vitamin C. It's my other glass. Okay, let's just talk oh. basketball. It's getting ridiculous. All right. Phil, you're more disappointing okay. than the Thunder. <laughs> womp, womp. Okay, let's let's womp start with the Clippers and Jordan. So Another disappointment. Tra- <laughs> <laughs> From one disappointment to another. Exactly. So this the is the disappointment show. <laughs> yeah. I've been going on since the summer. And Basically, it's been some more injuries, some more ailments since then, which definitely hasn't helped at all. In fact, it's pretty much gone the other way where they're just like, all right, we've got more injured players. Is this the time where we kind of sell high? What do you guys think? Do you think they should sell them off? Phil, I'll I'll let you go with this because you do love the hypotheticals and the trades. Well, that's true. I think he was on the trade block on a certain level even before all this. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think it's that surprising they want to trade him. Like, I think they saw Lob City happen and they saw it not, you know, be as fruitful as they wanted to wanted it to be. Um, I mean, who, who would have seen all these guys getting hurt all at once? But it's kind of like the perfect storm. Like, I think you do trade him. 
um, and you try to maximize because he's not. I don't think he becomes better. And in the modern NBA, he is one of those kind of Andre Drummond players where you worry about him in the fourth. And and as and the longer you go, that's going to matter in in the playoffs and the finals. Like I don't know. I like. Is there a team I would trade him to? Well, there's probably a ton of teams that need a center. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, just to start it off, I would really love to see him uh, in Milwaukee. Although I like to see every player as a buck. <laughs> I'm catching that trend. I'm really catching that trend. And I, I think you're right that teams need him. But I also think it's it's kind of a depressed market for centers. Um, it's very similar to, I know, and I know we're going to get into this later, but in Memphis with Marcus All. It seems like the opportunity for these teams to maximize the return for these centers has kind of passed them by. DeAndre Jordan can walk in the summer, and and um, he does have limitations of his own. Plus, he's just having a down season. The Clippers are better defensively when he's on the bench. Uh, he's not blocking as many shots as he did. And he's there's always been some question about how effective he is defensively. Um, as a team defender rather than as just a help side defender that gets highlight blocks. So Are I we think still now, talking about DeAndre Jordan and 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 not Andre Drummond, uh, uh, just to be clear. Hey, hey, hey. First of all, you put oh, some last respect. Year's Drummond put fight. some respect on Andre Drummond's name. That guy is playing really well for uh, Detroit. And you know what? Just like me and my excellent breathe right nasal strip, DeAndre <laughs> or, or Andre Drummond <laughs> is breathing well after that nose surgery. That's how you work in a live read, a, a secret live read right there. But no, seriously, <laughs> like he's got a secret sponsor. He hasn't told us about that. <laughs> that. He's just cashing in on this, and that's why he's just bringing it up so discreetly. <laughs> breathe strips, breathe strips. Listen, as I sip my water that has been filtered expertly by Britta. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, like DeAndre Jordan, he's he's going to be thirty soon. He's going to be a free agent. He isn't playing well, and I think if you're a contending team who would have the most desire for someone like him, you look at the playoffs where he had to be benched against the Golden State Warriors and he couldn't stay on the floor. He's not able to defend away from the rim. So for all those reasons, I just don't see the Clippers getting a good return for him, especially now that they can't package someone like Patrick Beverly along with him to help inflate that return. I mean, too, if I'm looking at the team, like right now they're 8-11 and 11, and they've won the last three out of their 10 games. Like the 8-11 mm-hmm. and 11 record, that's not disastrous. To me, that's not horrible. And especially they won their last three games. Like I think people are jumping the gun a little bit. And even... But now Blake's out three months. Yeah, like who's their to, best you know, player? Like I'm not sure this team is really scaring anyone at this point. Like, it's Jordan, yeah, but they're also, but they're also not free fall. It's not like they're free falling. Oh, well, they the might be soon. Well, yeah, Griffin just got hurt, so if he's out two, three months here, it's basically Lou Williams, Austin Rivers, and DeAndre Jordan. Like that just doesn't seem like. How did this ace- happen that, that that Austin Rivers became their best player? Okay, womp, chill, womp. chill, Doc, chill. <laughs> <laughs> my master plan, my son will take over Los Angeles. <laughs> Doc Rivers is wiring film money as we speak. You, you want to talk about hidden Everyone, sponsors? Everyone's getting wired money through people except for me. Where's my wiring? <laughs> <laughs> Need to make these connections. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta level out the gender gap here. The yeah, two guys on the podcast is, are getting all this hidden you money. Helping. <laughs> uh, this, uh, this podcast, podcast is the problem in society. 
uh, by uh, the Hitman Rivers and Nasal Trips. <laughs> it's kind of a oh, weird duo. Goodness. This is what happens. I let you guys go one week without me, and you're already, you're so far running through the field. Yeah, we're, we're bring excited. You, bring you back in. We're excited to have you back. That's why we're all giddy. It's, it's, we it's need a good structure. energy right now. Yeah. Yeah, that might be it. Well, speaking of blowing up teams, or possibly, uh, the Grizzlies obviously fired Fizdale, I think it was a couple days ago, not that long ago. Um, yeah, what do you, what's going on? Do you think, do we think it actually was Gessel? Like, did he actually have something to do with it? Because he pretty much came out today saying, like, he had absolutely nothing to do with it. <laughs> obviously, I mean, obviously he's going to say that. I would be surprised if he said, yeah, I did. But it's also not unheard of for certain star players to get coaches fired. That's kind of an NBA thing. It happens LeBron a lot. James. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Shout out, shout out. <laughs> Speaking of breaking through barriers, shout out to Marcus All for being, like, the first NBA white coach killer. Like, this is fantastic. Um, it, it's interesting to me because now we're hearing stories that Gasol and Fisdale really hadn't talked. Um, I think they said for almost like 10 months, which seems ridiculous, um, that they didn't have a lot of direct contact outside of when they needed to. Um, and there just wasn't a, a relationship there. And I think it's, I, I guess there's two schools of thought. Fisdale is someone that's had a great relationship with a lot of players. He's really well respected around the league, and he's someone that isn't afraid to do a contra or make a controversial decision. And, and that's certainly what it was when he benched Gasol down the stretch against the Brooklyn Nets. But then the other kind of school of thought is if you're a one star town where a player basically defines your franchise and is the sole example of when this team Mike hasn't Conley, been in the dumps. To this is going to be really angry with you by the way <laughs> hey Mike Conley's out so it's a one-star team right now um you can't bench that guy no matter how poorly he's playing you need to give him the option to go out there and win you that game at the end of the game and if you don't it's a fireable offense in a lot of people's eyes so while I, I think it's a mistake to fire Fizdale and maybe in the long run, they'd be better off with him because I think he's a great coach and he's someone that can develop players well. At the same time, if you force the organization's hand to choose between you and a star player, especially when it seems like their intention is to keep Gasol in and they're turning down training calls, you cannot make that move. You will lose your job. And that's what happened to Fizdale. It's yeah, just I mean, because a... he only came on last season, though, right? So he's only been on uh, not even, you know, a season, couple of months, really. I don't think, especially for somebody like him, I really don't think that's enough time to expect him to do too much. Take and... that for data. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, like at the same time, is it weird uh, that I think that the Grizzlies actually made the wrong choice by not trading Gasol? Like at, at what he's thirty two at this point of like and cashing in to rebuild. But if you trade him, let's say you get a first round pick in return and a decent player, mm -hmm. the odds that you get a franchise player with that single pick is it's low, yeah. and you really hurt. Like 
for Memphis, the connection to their fan base is basically like this team has meant so much to that city and has given them an identity that I think you kind of have to ride this out for as long as you can because there's different measures for success. I know there's the, the there's the process and everyone's like you're either a contender or you tank. But when you're a smaller market team like Memphis, one of the smallest markets in the league, if you have success and it's a t- uh, and it's a team that the fan base has identified with and they fill that stadium and they fill the arena every single night, you have to keep that going for as long as possible because the odds that you hit on a franchise star in return for Gasol is very, very slim. And it's not a city like Philadelphia or Boston where it, it's a big market and you can survive a tank and if you get good enough, free agents are going to sign there. Um, that's just not the case. That's not reality in Memphis. And if you trade him or if you let him play out his career, you're likely going to be in the dumps for another decade. It's just about when that happens. So you might as well keep the good times going for as long as possible. Well, what about this? Like, Phil, you like to speculate on a lot of things. Who would you have fired before Fizdale? I feel like there's probably a few people that probably could have hit the chopping block before Jason him. Kidd. I hate Jason Kidd. You know, so much. <laughs> he bothers me to no end. I, I love me some Milwaukee Bucks. I just feel like Jason Kidd is... Fizdale in uh, Milwaukee would be amazing. Yeah, I would agree. I would trade. I, I would trade. I would, I would fire Kidd immediately. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, if you can trade Kidd for something, sure. No, uh, although it's tough, right? Because uh, the idea that this all alludes to is kind of like when they're choosing to fire the guy too, right? Like this yeah. is happening uh, closer to the midway point of the season. Like would it now for the Grizzlies who aren't very good, maybe what not was that was what bad. during their eight, they lost like eight in a row. Was that kind of also that was said to be sort of the main reason? Like, let's just stop. I mean, uh, we see that in stop, sports all I think the I time, heard right? stop the bleeding was... Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it stops the bleeding, but I mean, if you look at the other side, like, is it a good or bad idea to do it halfway through? L- like, if you're a team that doesn't have a direct path to the finals, or or, or at least up there, do you take the risk? Like, uh, Justin, like, if if Fizdale's like, I want to be a buck, mm-hmm. or like, if you're their GM, uh, would you just say, bye-bye, kid, uh, uh, we're just going to figure this out right now? Uh, I mean, if you said you wanted to coach the Bucks, I would say goodbye, kid. Um, <laughs> it, you know what? Speaking of offensive and different, um, different goals for different markets, it is offensive to me that Milwaukee has the team that they do, the roster that they do, and they play that boring of a style. That they play a slow pace. That they play a half court game. Got so many athletes. If, if you have that many athletes and you don't provide your fans with a fun experience every night like even if let's say things don't work out Jabari Parker uh, comes back but he's not 100% Chris Middleton doesn't find his form and you just have seven years of like MVP level Giannis if you could promise me seven years of yeah if you could promise me seven years of we're going to play incredibly fun we're going to give our fans a show every single night maybe we make uh the second round of the playoffs maybe there's even a conference finals appearance at that point i think a lot of fan bases would take that over okay let's try to maximize this um we're, we're going to play slow it's not going to be a lot of fun night in and night out um but we're going to try this grind it out style and hopefully that helps us guys are too skinny to play it slow i mean your center is thon maker exactly like just play 
fun and figure You're it out from there. way longer and taller than every other team. This is why I think LeBron James should go to the Bucks. Okay, this is just a side note, but but yeah, plus I mean, that's that's why Durant went. That's why Durant went to Golden State was because he liked the system. He liked what they were doing there. So I think that matters a lot more in today's NBA than market is how you play. If you play a fun, attractive style, people are going to be drawn to that, whether it be fans or players. Yeah, for sure. And even talking about that, that might go back and put a fuel to the fire of why they fired him mid-season. Like, if you were thinking about your star player and he's being benched, then yeah, that's like the team picking the player over the coach for sure. And I think that just kind of adds, like I said, more fuel to that fire that, yeah, there was something to do with it. Because I don't think necessarily, you know, if the team's just shit and you're losing six or whatever, eight games in a row, you know, that's less on the coach's part and more on the team's part give and take but I think that really does say that you know yeah like you said before him benching him is almost an automatic for getting him fired which to me even says if Gessel didn't specifically have say if it didn't come out of his mouth specifically it still had a lot to do with him and I think at the end of the day that's the way the end that's the way the NBA works that star players really do have more pull over the coaches and that's kind of a whole other conversation about who's really the coach in the room especially on some teams yep you've got the star players that's really the coach of the team LeBron James (laughs) exactly I think we're all I mean we're all thinking that but for sure let's before we run into the time um I know you guys wanted to talk about the Pacers they're so really what? good and <laughs> Victor fun. Oladipo is a top three shooting guard in the in the East. They've won <laughs> their last seven of ten, and they're twelve and nine. All season, much. Oladipo For just in his head, he's got little Uzi Vert going. Now I do what I want. Now I do what I want. Like uh, getting well, free from Russell Russ. Westbrook. He's like, I'm gonna be Russ now. <laughs> exactly, getting free from Westbrook must be so fulfilling for him, and and it's incredible. Like Sabonis, uh, Phil knows I, I was high on Sabonis. I, I thought he's going to be a very good rotation player, and he's showing a lot of skill there. Um, it's amazing that they're as good as they are when Miles Turner can play a lot better than he has to this point in the season. Um, yeah, he's I, underperformed for sure. Yeah, so like when you have those guys, those three together, that's that's decent building blocks. And Oladipo, obviously, it's a great story. He's back in Indiana. Um, he's playing really well. Um, as much as I'd love to criticize Russ, at the same time, you can tell Oladipo really dedicated himself this offseason. He's in fantastic shape. He, he added some mass, um, and he's playing out of his mind. And... Um, the other, the other thing that really surprises me with this team, and possibly my biggest surprise with this team, is just how well coached they seem to be. Like, I really thought losing Frank Vogel was a mistake there, and that Nate McMillan uh, was a relic from another era, but he seems to be getting them to play really good basketball. They they play fun, they, they, they seem to know what they're doing, they, they execute the system well. I just have to, I mean, I was a skeptic, but... They they have to uh, get credit at this point. No, absolutely, and and it's kind of fun to see um, uh, Lance Stevenson have uh, getting some run as well, <laughs> and and it's kind of a good fit for him. Like like everyone's kind of sleeping on them. They're just like you know him, Thad Young, um, uh, uh, Bogdanovich. You know, there's a lot of guys. People uh, Corey Joseph in there, Darren Collison. You know, people uh, people sleep on a lot of these players now. Um, as a random uh, questionnaire for you guys, how many players do you think right now they have averaging double double? Uh, 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 sorry, uh, double digit points. Five, six, yeah. six. <laughs> ah, 
<laughs> See, I knew all their starters were. Yeah, uh, they have that, and and their max uh, guy in terms of minutes played is actually only 33 minutes. So what's interesting is they're winning, and they're not actually overplaying any of their guys as well. Um, you know, Turner's at like 28, 33 for Depot, kind of uh, leads it with Thaddeus Young. Uh, this is a team that's going to beat you in a lot of ways, and they're tough. I mean, uh, uh, having Bogdan uh, Bogdanovich, Depot, Sabonis, Young, calls, like, like this is a tough physical team, and, and it kind of brings it back to... You know, in years past, there's probably not as much overall, or maybe there is, but those Pacers teams uh, that would give people fits with uh, 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 when Hibbert was actually an NBA player and David West and all them. Man, um, I was thinking even before that, like with Jermaine O'Neal, Stackjack, Ron well, Artest, they, they kind of have that identity again, eh? They, they have an identity of a team that's always well-prepared and tough. And as you said, they're getting production from a lot of different guys. They're all playing really well the minutes are well distributed um like obviously they're, they're going to struggle against some teams and, and, and we're recording this wednesday night and they're getting pummeled by the rockets because of course but for a lot of other teams when you're not going up against the top tier if you play harder than everyone and you get consistent production from a lot of guys you can survive an off night from a player or two and you 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 just have a much higher floor than a lot of teams. And for some, a team that everyone expected to fall in the bottom three, um, it seems likely almost at this point that they, they're going to end up probably seventh or eighth seed in the East. And, again, and I wouldn't really want to play them either. I don't, I don't necessarily know about that, but at, at the same time, I, I get where you're coming from that, um, especially if you're a team like let's say Detroit if you manage to get matched up with them I think that might be a team that they they could upset I think we might be getting a little ahead of ourselves I was gonna um, say more a team that wasn't as physical like like if I'm Milwaukee I don't actually want to play them ah uh, see I I don't think that they're good enough because um, as good as they are and as well prepared as they are in the regular season I think when it comes to playoffs you really do need that star power um especially when teams can scout you um for two three days in advance that really doesn't happen in the regular season and i think with the lack of really established options and playmakers in indiana there's someone that you can take away what they're going to do when you have time to prepare and especially once you, maybe, maybe they steal the first game in the series but i think the uh, the opposing team no matter who it would be game two game three game four they're going to be prepared and they're going to take away what Indiana does. Even though the Home Depot, Ola Depot, he's got all the tools. But um, I, I just don't think they have enough tools beyond him. Yeah, I, I think this season, they're I think they will continue to do well. I'd be more inclined to say next season, I could see them making more of a run and just basically building off what they've done. Now, and like you said, uh, like even if you're looking at other teams come playoffs, it would be easy to sort of watch them for a little bit and find where their hits and misses are. And you've seen that for teams pretty much every season, like the Raptors, they don't really know how to change it up enough in the playoffs you know, to battle out against teams and teams can just watch them and see sort of where their weakness are. And I think that's kind of uh, it's the called Pacers Kyle Lowry. This, <laughs> the Pacers are at this point as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that will do it for us today. Phil, I like those stats that you, you brought up there. And as a last, that stuff away from me, but that's all right. I just know there's four starters <laughs> on the Pistons who are shooting over 40% from three. Uh, Sabonis, Turner, Bogdanovich, and Oladipo. That's going to win you games. 
Did you say the Pistons? Yeah. No, no. Oh, sorry. Not Pistons. The Pacers. <laughs> These cold meds are hitting me hard. Uh, maybe oh, I should crush them up and, and toss them Maybe the Maybe we should I wrap this up before. Level. Yeah, I, I can see on the camera. Phil's <laughs> drooling. Maybe we should wrap this up before he passes out. <laughs> You're still hitting your high mark, Justin. You're going to crash soon. So yeah. Oh. <laughs> I feel the crash coming. Listen, I've been riding, riding a, tw- I've been sure. riding a 26-year high, man. <laughs> the crash is going to be very real. Yeah, but usually your high is a lot more mellowed out. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm a little more uh, erratic today, and I really <laughs> enjoy it. And I actually suggest that for the next four weeks, you get three or three weeks, you get each of your other wisdom teeth. Pulled yeah. Out. Yeah. How about so one be- week at a time? <laughs> before. Before every podcast, I'm going to get a tooth pulled. At some point, I'm just going to be like gumming my microphone. But it, uh, you know what? If that's what it takes, if that's what it takes to to bring my best for the podcast and for you, Megan, I'll I'll do it. Perfect. Well, thank you guys for. It's nice to have all three of us back this week. And I hope those of you listening enjoyed the show. I think we all had a great time. So if you feel half as good as Justin, <laughs> did, then you probably being sick is time. fun. <laughs> So let us know. Always hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. And don't forget to go to PressBasketball.com to listen to our old episodes and find all of our original content as well. And maybe me and Phil will get lucky and Justin will uh, shout us out on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Since he's famous now. In case you guys missed that. I don't want anyone to know I do this show. Listen, if you you have a grievance, fly out to Winnipeg. Yeah, Yeah. if you have a grievance, fly out to Winnipeg and we'll settle it. I think that's the only reason people would fly out to Winnipeg. (laughs) Sorry. It's it's, it's the murder capital of Canada for a reason. (laughs) People come here and they catch these hands. Yeah, it's not the people that are living there. It's the people flying out with their grievances. Yeah, it's all travelers from other cities. If the police... If the police want to solve the murder problem in Winnipeg, they would deactivate my Twitter account. Yeah, just start with the Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> All right.